Fourth One's Fringe Takeover with Patrick Monaghan. The biggest hits. The biggest throwbacks. Fourth One. Hello, I'm Patrick Monaghan, and listen, I'm pinching myself. I can't believe they've actually let me in, not just into reception, into a studio. Here I am, I'm producing, I'm presenting this show. I'm doing the fourth one fringe takeover for the next four hours. Don't panic, they've left me in the good hands of a great producer. Mark Thompson is here, he's guiding me all the way through. I've also got amazing guests coming up. I've got Jess Robinson, Stephen Buchanan, Ed Byrne, Deliso Chaponda are all coming up on this show in the next four hours. What more do you want? Well, I'll tell you what else we've got. Loads of the greatest hits and loads of chit-chat. That's right. It's me, Patrick Monaghan, on the fourth one. Fringe takeover for the next four hours. Get your feet up. You're staying with me this afternoon. Fourth One's Fringe Takeover with Patrick Monaghan. Fourth One. Well, that was a fantastic song there. Even my sweet but psycho. I mean, we all... Probably no psychos, don't we? I mean, we're probably a psycho in someone's phone book. But my uh, first guest in this uh, lovely takeover is definitely not a psycho. I've known this lovely lady for many years, and um, it'd be interesting to see how many psychos she's got in her phone book. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together. It's Jess Robinson. Hooray! Here she is. So, Jess, you're always... Always like buzzing, always looking great. <laughs> this is ridiculous. You. What is going on? How do you keep to this regime of looking healthy? That's really nice of you to say that. Um, it's um, I drink water. I Good. drink a lot of prosecco. Okay. Uh, also oh. tequila. Okay, hang on, <laughs> and, hang on Jess. Um, you've got people yeah. here. You've got people here like me from a working class background, and we don't know what prosecco or that other one was. Tequila. <laughs> tequila. tequila. You don't That's... know what tequila is. What do you have? White diamonds. I don't drink. I've never drank diamond in my life. Di- oh, Jess. Oh no, you are so middle class. <laughs> <laughs> I know, well, Jess is looking at Well, we don't know what that. No, you're probably right. I, I, I've never drank alcohol, but obviously Prosecco as well is like my my You've missus. Never she's, ha- you, I've never drank. Are you teetotal? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, oh, I've never never drank. Great. So it's like yeah, yeah. But I love it when I hear about different drinks and stuff like this because my partner she's she's like you. She has that Prosecco and things like that, and I think it's quite interesting. But you don't drink during the festival, or do you? Surely. Absolutely. What? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. But I also I I'm a bit yin and yang. I I do personal training. Yes. So I've I've found up here mm-hmm. a brilliant personal trainer. His name, get this, is Will Power. Will Power is that a stage name or is that his real name? I think it's his actual name, but I'm not sure. Will Power, and I've... he is lovely. It's, and um, you he's don't know keeping this. me in shape. Uh, you don't know this, Jess, but it's actually the internet is crashing. People are Googling Will Power Google as we him. speak. He's Google. so nice. And I could tell, though, that you're really into your fitness because you're doing chin-ups before you came in, which is, <laughs> which is unusual. It's like, Jess, you're coming for a radio show, and she's like, come on, get these chin-ups Come going. on. So what is your other technique for staying fit for this festival? Because it is a month long. It's bonkers, isn't it? Go on, what's... I mean, you've how many years have you been doing it now, then? This is number six. I'm in wow. sixth form. And how, how often do you do it? Like, is it every other year? Do you take every your, year. So you, you do I've it six done years in a row? Every year, six years in a row. And whole festival... I stay with my cousins. Oh, good. So what? what's your... Because I, I also do like a podcast about identity and I talk about uh, my background. Because so, you've got an interesting background. So what's your ethnic background? That is really interesting. So um, I should come on your podcast too. Yes, my, you will. So I'm Jewish. Yes. And I speak about identity in my show because my grandma, who died last year, Ooh. 
Don't worry, she was 103. She was ready to what? go. What? 103? Yeah. Was that because of willpower? Was Probably, like, yeah, with willpower her? keeping her going. <laughs> um, she came over um, on the last kinder transport right. from uh, Poland right, just yeah. before war broke out. And she had yep. 75 children in her care. She was uh, 23 years old. Ooh. And... It was just really interesting because I do lots of impressions in my show. And so it's sort of talking about this time identity outside of the impressions that I do. How these other women inspire me. But got a little bit of a message in it this year. Do you know what? I'm exactly like you. This is why I think it's so good, Minnie. The same way. We're almost like the the male and female version of the same person, except you can actually sing. Um, (laughs) After this next track, we actually might get to see a little impression from Jess, if that's all right. We can do a little. And and we'll try and do a game to see if you can guess who's singing. Is it me or is it Jess? (laughs) Here's a quick example of coming up. Here we go. Mm, Yeah. Is that Jess or me? Fourth one. Fourth one's Fringe Takeover with Patrick Monaghan. So you're listening to me, Patrick Monaghan, on the fourth one radio takeover. I'm still here. They've not called the police yet. I can't believe it. Still in the studio, and a very good friend of mine is uh, very good at singing. She does fantastic impressions of musicians. So, Jess, what we're going to do is we'll... um, I know you were saying this year's show, you're doing some more personal stuff about some of the songs, but is there still going to be songs in there that people will recognise? Absolutely. I do people from the 60s. I do a bit of you make me wanna there shout there now who was who? who was who who was who guys? who was who okay <laughs> I'm gonna do one and you try and guess it okay okay your love keeps lifting me higher <laughs> than I've ever lifted before um who do you think that was um I can't remember who sang that song. Oh, actually. Jess, that was so good. Oh, that was excellent. No, then. it wasn't. It was no. me in the shower back in 1989. Oh, that was nice. It was, was that a good, good wash? It that was day? a good wash. That was a good wash. <laughs> that was Jackie Wilson. That was very good. And um, what's your karaoke song? Because you, you, I mean, you'd smash it. But what if you at? Do you do karaoke? Because it must yeah. be quite hard, is it? My you... karaoke would be. Why don't you come on over, Valerie? Oh, my bit goodness. Of, bit of Amy. Um, so we've got your show. is the Jess Robinson Experience. Um, it is an experience. And it is an experience. You're in the assemblies at seven now. So tell me, uh, uh, this it's interesting. You're actually looking for other Jess Robinsons. Yes. So what happened was what? I got some fan mail. I opened it. I thought, this is amazing. I yep. finally got some recognition. It was for a different Jess Robinson. What? It was for... Jess Robinson, who is the um, Playboy Playmate of the Month, August 2017. What? Whereas I'm Edinburgh Flatmate of the Month. Right, exactly. Oh, my gosh. Uh, And I didn't know what to do, so I I just signed over the Rudy bits and sent it back. That is funny. That's brilliant. So what? I love the way you looked at my producer, Mark, when you went, it's Playboy Playmate, because you think, he probably, he looks at them. I don't know. I'm too nice. (laughs) Mark's blushing. He's sat there going, what are you looking at? I'm way too wholesome for things that I don't even know what these things are. I've never seen anything like flesh like that. Um, So how did they find? So what? What you sent to your agent and they passed it on? They went. And then, um, but oh not goodness. before my agent went, Jess, is there something you're not telling us? <laughs> so I sent it, and then I thought, oh, Are you actually signed it? I signed it. I, you know, I can't well disappoint done. my fans. Well done. Or hers. Well, Jess, hang around because I'm going to be uh, teasing you about, uh, I'm going to be testing you 
on uh, different festivals around the world because we're at the greatest festival in the world, aren't yes, we? we are. At the Edinburgh Festival. So after this, we will be talking about some other festivals where survival is needed. Fourth one. Fourth one's Fringe Takeover with Patrick Monaghan. You're still listening to the fourth one Fringe Takeover. It's the Sunday Takeover and it's still me, Patrick Monaghan, with my lovely producer, Mark. The doors are locked now. Stop ringing the police. We've had loads of calls in, people saying... What's he doing? He's taking over the thing. He's staying here all day. I'm going to be here till four o'clock, people, so stop ringing. There is no police services coming here to 4th One. My lovely guest is still here, Jess Robinson. Um, so, mm. Jess, come on, tell me about how has it been going then? Day four here, Sunday. It's been amazing. We've had packed audiences. Yep. We've had standing ovations. Oh, yeah. We've just had such an amazing reaction, and I think this is my best show, so I'm really proud of it. It's because of that energy. I think you give that energy, don't you, when you yeah. perform. You do. How do you keep that energy up, though? Because this is... People don't realise this is 25 days. Yeah, 25 days in a row. It's um, it's a lot, isn't it? I try and get at least eight hours sleep. I'm eight quite hours sleep? Over what, over 20 days? Over 20 days, oh, yeah. Take your hat out. What time do you go to bed? I try and eat well. Usually about, well... So Edinburgh time is is weird. Uh, yeah. Usually probably about 1 or 2 a.m. And then I'll sleep till... 10 or 11. Mm, I don't know. You Unless can't, I'm doing an early radio You thing, can't whatever. see this at home. You can hear Jess's voice, but her nose is growing and growing like Pinocchio. Ah! And it's literally <laughs> knocking my head through the studio. She gets up at 10 or 11. You joke, at 10 or 11 p.m., that's what most people do. <laughs> no, no, that's very good. It's very honourable. I love that. So, Jess, we've got um, some different festivals that are taking on okay. around the world. I mean, look, this is Edinburgh Festival. You don't really... I'm going to be terrible to... at this. No, you will. You'll I be don't brilliant know any this. others. This is the best one. Do you know what? I don't really know that many. Uh, Mark, my producer, is probably the most factual man I've ever met. He would probably win every TV game show that's going. I mean, <laughs> it's like... Normally, I would Google stuff, whereas Mark just goes, yeah, I'll tell you that fact now, and he just <laughs> he just tells me stuff. Okay, here we go. We've got. I want you to try and guess uh, what this is. These are all from all around the world. Oh, uh, gosh. Okay, let's do this one then. Uh, bad. The uh, World Bog Snorkeling Championships. What do you think that involves? I'll give you a clue. It also happens in... The World in... Bog Snorkeling. Yeah, Bog Snorkeling Championships. It happens in August, the same time as this festival. And I'll give you a clue. It's in uh, Lachwanden, Wales, Wells in Wales. I think that's how you say it. Loch, it's L-L-A-N-W-R-T-Y-D, Wells in Wales. 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 Um, World Bog I, Snorkeling. Bog, right, so that is got to be... People jumping into puddles mm. with snorkels on. Into puddles, puddle. Wow, like big puddles. I love the way you're like, jumping into puddles. Wow, they're big puddles. These are big puddles. These, it's a bog. Okay, it's armed with snorkels and fins. People from all over the world will come to see how fast they can complete a 120 yard course through a peak bog, and ah. um, and this event is intense. Have you ever done that? Have you ever gone into a bog? Not. On purpose. Really? <laughs> Would you ever consider doing a show like that? Maybe Absolutely. about Jess Robinson tackles 120 bogs. I'll do it. Will you do it? I'll do it. What would be your song for that? What's the... Uh... Because oh. obviously with this show, this show, it's about Jess Robinson experience, about other Jess Robinsons. What, what is the, what's the thing for that? That's like the, about your grandmother. It's about, so it's grandma, it's about finding other Jess Robinsons. By the way, if your name's Jess Robinson and you want to come to the show, yep. find me on Twitter. I'll get you a free ticket. Oh. You can prove you're a Jess Robinson. And you've, you've got to prove that. You can't just set up at, at Jess Robinson number 111 and yeah. then just start. You've got to be real. You've got to prove it. Okay, Jess, so uh, give me one quick bog song before... Before we, uh, oh God, what would it be? Bog. What's like a like? So what's a very peaty song? A very song that reminds you of like 
Um, mud, mud, glorious mud. Yes, that very one. good. Fantastic. Well done. Ladies Here we got there. <laughs> you can get that on iTunes or other download forms. That is Mud, Mud, Glorious Mud by Jess Robinson. <laughs> Join us after this. Fourth One's Fringe Takeover with Patrick Monaghan. Fourth One. Well, listen, this was my first hour on this Sunday Takeover and it has gone so quick for me and it is emotional because I have to say goodbye to my a very good friend of mine and an amazing performer here at the festival. So, Jess, where can we get to see you? You can see me at the Assembly Rooms on George Street, 7pm. Get your tickets from the Edinburgh Festival website or from the Assembly website or from my website. Yep. And um, get them quick because we're selling out. She is selling out. And honestly, you've got to get there. And please, if you are called Jess Robinson, get yourself there because you will get a free ticket. You might get her up on stage or him on stage. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I want to know if there are Jess Robinsons in the house. I will be changing my name by default and I will uh, be along there one night. Thank you very much, Jess Robinson. Fourth One. Fourth One's Fringe Takeover with Patrick Monaghan. Coming up this hour, we're going to be chatting to fantastic Glasgow comedian Steve. Stephen Buchanan. But ladies and gentlemen, while we're here at the Edinburgh Festival, you know, it's a great month, but it's seen as an extreme month. It's like a marathon. So to start this hour, I'm going to do some extreme activities. I'm going to kick off with some bungee jumping. So here I am standing at the top of the towers of Fourth One. Mark, can you open the windows for me, please? Here we go. Uh, ah! I tell you what, that, that oh, rope's a bit more bouncing than I thought. Oh, oh lovely! I can see, I can see half a seat from here. Oh, oh, okay. Mark, can you tighten the rope up, please? Oh, okay, yeah. Just bring. Oh, oh, I'm not doing that again. Anyway, relax, sit down, and chill. Here's Sarah Larson. Fourth One. Fourth One's Fringe Takeover with Patrick Monaghan. Hey, it's still me, Patrick Monaghan, here on the Fringe Fourth One Takeover. Thank you very much for staying with us. We're loving all them tweets, texts, everything coming in. Now, look, we have now got a new guest. You can feel you can feel the studio now has got a presence of someone coming in. You, and, and this is his debut hour, so it'll be exciting. The freshness, you can probably feel the the just oozing through your radio here with the with the actual the enjoyment of being at the festival. Stephen Buchanan, hello, how are you doing? Hi, I'm good, thanks. How are I, you? Yeah, not too bad. So I just I was having a look at this. So it's your first ever hour here. How exciting is that? Because people always think when you do your first hour, I remember doing it. God, it's like it either kills you or makes you stronger. Yeah, and you're looking strong. Um, thank you. It's only like day two or whatever just now. Or day four. Day four. It's day, day four. four. Look, this it's is how like... fresh. This is how fresh you are. That the days are just flying by. This you're not is... even counting them, <laughs> this Stephen. This is day four. And... Stephen, you wait until you get jaded. I cannot believe this. So yeah. what? What is your prep for this? What? You, how are you staying so fresh? Because you, you're originally from Glasgow. I'm from Glasgow originally. Yeah. Are you staying in Edinburgh during the festival? Or are you? Yeah, yeah. I've got a cupboard in someone's oh. flat. Oh my good <laughs> luxury! 
You wait, you wait until this is your 15th year and you will literally be sleeping in the kitchen. That's how it moves. <laughs> well, up. I actually had to sleep in the kitchen on the first night because what? the bed uh, in the cupboard is so high. Yeah. Uh, and they never had a barrier on it. So oh. I was like, I'll move the mattress into the kitchen for what? tonight. Oh my and then uh, the guy never put a barrier on. So I've just put the mattress on the floor in the mm. cupboard. Oh my goodness. I love this idea about the barrier and stuff. What yeah. does he normally keep in there? Like, like dogs or pets or something. <laughs> Don't like know. It's just rabbits. like they've literally built the bed so oh, high, like wow. above the door. Yeah. And they've built this ladder and they need a barrier in case I roll you, out the bed. Are you living in a house that's made of snakes and ladders? Yeah. It sounds like it's all like you have to go up <laughs> thing and then slide down and come around. Exactly. Oh, wow. It's brilliant. So so this show, what what's the name of your show then? The name of the show is Baby Dove. Right. Okay. And what out? Because this is the hardest thing. People don't realize this where um, if you don't do stand up, they always think, Oh, it's so hard to stand up. You have to write an hour of material. You do thing. That's not the hardest thing. We can all. Everyone's got an hour, two hours, or ten hours in them because it's your life. You talk about what's happening. The hardest thing I think is the title, and you've got one here which is quite interesting, Baby Dove. I mean, how, how would you get that? Uh, so in the show, I talk about uh, it will be relevant in the show. Mm-hmm. The show is about um, me living with my mum yeah. and a Vietnamese refugee. Oh, okay. Who is a separate person from my mum? R- okay, so yeah. it's not the same person. Yeah, my mum isn't a Vietnamese refugee. Um, uh, yeah, we, we live with a separate person who. She is. could be. I mean, that would be weird. Could you imagine yeah. if she was? That'd be interesting. If you just found yeah. out now at the age, how old are you now? <laughs> Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. If she just sat you down, she went, Stephen, <laughs> I have something to tell you. <laughs> Okay, what is it, Mum? <laughs> Never noticed that before. Yeah. Do you know how come I'm really good at doing all these dishes where you sometimes, they, you know, they're not traditional Glasgow dishes. I'll be like, yeah, thanks, Mum. It's brilliant. <laughs> so, um, so would it give it away then if you if you explain how they met the refugee? Because this is all in the show, isn't it? This is all in the show. Um, I could probably tell you. So basically, uh, we're involved in an initiative called Supported Lodgings. Brilliant. Where yep. you take in a young person that's been in care right. and they, you give them a spare room and they yep. stay with you for like a, a temporary period well, of time. Why doesn't your mum take you in for the festival? You well, won't have to sleep in the kitchen <laughs> on a mattress. Well, I could stay there I know you could. Commute, but it's I, an hour but, away. Yeah, I would. I like being in the festival. Right. Like I'd like being in amongst it. Stephen, I'm going to come back to you after this, after this little uh, break here because I'm going to go and ring your mum now and see if I can go and stay there. <laughs> for the month for the free festival for the uh, free accommodation okay well join us after this thank you Stephen thank you Fourth One's Fringe Takeover with Patrick Monaghan. Fourth One. Bruno Mars there who used to do uh, a lot of work on location, location, location. A few facts about him people didn't know, but he was actually uh, very famous back in uh, his uh, home country as a property developer before he found he could sing at a local karaoke night. He's done really well, Bruno Mars. Let's hope that lasts. So we're still in the studio here with lovely Stephen Buchanan. Stephen, this is really interesting. We were we just got caught up there, but you were talking about... Um, about this show, which is which is really interesting, you know, you're living with a refugee, and it's this is your debut hour, which is quite a personal show. I mean, look, I I've been doing stand up for years, and for my hours, it's taken me, I would say, you know, ten fifteen years before I would talk about my family. We came over as immigrants from uh, Iran during the war, and I was kids, and I would never talk about this on stage because I just felt like, oh wow, I I don't, it would be quite hard or to connect with an audience especially yeah. what's going on at the moment but this is really good that you're tackling this on your first hour yeah I, mean, I, th- I think it's the the thing that I would I'm most interested in just now and it's mm-hmm. part of my life just now yeah uh, and that's like I could talk about stuff like uh, 
observational stuff. Observa- you can just yeah, that. a lot of it is observational, but yeah. within but like, within a thing that's very yeah, relevant to exactly. what's happening. And it's just about my life and my experiences yeah. of living with. Uh, the refugee whose name is Dove, yeah, which is why the show is called Baby Dove. It's so funny because when I hear Dove, I always think he's either hand soap or is he a is he a bird <laughs> or what? It's great. So, uh, and you've had a great start. To, I mean, how long have you been doing stand up for? I've been doing stand up now for probably uh, six years. Wow, that's good. Yeah. And you were started really young, and and you won here the BBC New Comedy Award, and you were the Scottish Comedian of the Year. That's fantastic. Yep, last year, last year, those, yeah. And it re- and and that really makes a difference. I think doesn't it? It helps when you get a few of the awards, and then and then you come up to Edinburgh. I mean, and part of your preparation as well. I mean, do you do a lot going around the UK as well touring. Yeah, definitely. Um, I had a lot of previews for the Fringe show. Uh, it was going around a lot of in Scotland, but down in. Uh, London, yeah. Bedford, Yorkshire, yeah, doing man. different places. So, and will you do this show in Vietnam, where Dove is uh, originally from? I would love to. I would love to. I was there. I was in Vietnam at the start of the year and visiting my friend. And there's a comedy club there, so oh, I, wow. I'd maybe try and take it over. Do you speak Vietnamese? Uh, I can say "emoi." Oh, "emoi," of course, beautiful. <laughs> One of my favourite favourite words. That favourite words, absolutely fantastic. Well, thank you, Stephen. We'll we'll "emoi" in a second. <laughs> Fourth one. Fourth one's fringe takeover with Patrick Monaghan. Amoy, 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 Mark, amoy. I'm trying to get my producer's attention here. <laughs> he's fluent in uh, Taiwanese as well, and Vietnamese, <laughs> totally different languages. So, Stephen, Stephen, um, we, this is really exciting. I'm going to definitely come and see the show. So, what time are you on, and where are you at? I'm on at the Pleasance Courtyard yep. at 8.30 every day except for the 14th, oh. I think. And what will you do on that day off? Uh, Remember, this is your first year of yeah. doing an hour every night. You'll probably want to be in that kitchen with all the lights <laughs> off. <laid on> that <laughs> probably be on the kitchen line. There. I, my, my idea was to leave Edinburgh, but I'll probably end up doing compilation spots or something. No, <laughs> my goodness. Leave Edinburgh? Yeah, mate. You go, go to Vietnam for the day. <laughs> so, Stephen, listen, you've got to come and catch this lad show. He's brilliant. So, um, I'm on at 8 o'clock every night, but on my night off, I'll, try and co- I'll come down and see you. Or I'll just come to your mum's in Glasgow. Yeah, and with, see the, the real thing. With Dove. Yeah. Fantastic. So, Stephen, have a great run and a great first year. Come and catch Stephen Buchanan. See you after this. Fourth One's Fringe Takeover with Patrick Monaghan. Fourth One. You're still listening to me, Patrick Monaghan, and I'm on the Fourth One Fringe Takeover all day from 12 till 4 o'clock. Now, if you're as surprised and as confused as me, because normally you would got to see my face, you'd normally see my face with my voice, it'd be on a stage somewhere at the Edinburgh Festival at the Gilded Balloon doing my show, whereas it's very unusual to hear my voice and not see my face because I'm in the studio. I'm here live where normally you'll hear voices like Boogie and Eileen who are actually here now with me just popping in because normally they introduce me on stage at the fourth, the one fringe show at the uh, at the lovely Playhouse, which is next Saturday the 10th. And Boogie, Eileen, come here and say hello. It's nice for me to actually meet them in their environment. But uh, what are you doing here? What are you doing? Eileen, God, you sound a bit gruff. What's that? Oh, you've been ill, haven't you? Don't worry, love. Come in here, take the seat. All right, right, Boogie, calm it down. Sit down there, you two. Lovely to see you. So, how's it been going? What you two guys got planned? Oh, not not so much, you know. I've just been resting up. I'm going to my third holiday home. You know, Arlene, stop showing off and telling people about your holiday homes. Anyway, you're looking forward to the the fourth on the one fringe at the Playhouse? Aye, we always are, Pat. We love it. 
All right, thanks, Boogie. I love that enthusiasm. So, Arlene and Boogie, anything you want to say before uh, before you leave and let me continue with my fringe takeover here on 4th one? Uh, we just want to say, Pat, we love you loads. Aye, we do. We think you're absolutely fantastic. We love you. Oh, yeah, you're our favourite. Don't tell any other comics at the Fringe, but we love you. Yeah, we think you're the funniest and the best comic out of all of them. Aye, we do, Pat. Thank you, Arlene. Thank you, Boogie. That's very nice, but that's way too much compliments. But thank you very much. See you all soon. Uh, and catch these guys at 4th from the Fringe on the 9th and 10th of August. And you'll see me there too as well. Cuddling. Arlene and Boogie. Fourth one. Fourth one's Fringe Takeover with Patrick Monaghan. I'm Patrick Monaghan and I'm still here at the Fourth One Fringe Takeover this Sunday afternoon. Now listen, we have got the amazing Mr Ed Byrne will be in the house as my next guest. But look, I'm going to be keeping up these extreme activities for this month of Edinburgh. So now, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to just bang out a thousand press-ups. That's right. A thousand. Here we go. So, just loosen up. Remember, just straight. Here we go. Okay. One. One point. One. One point. Two. Do I have to? Do I have to touch my face on the floor to make it a second one? Okay. Push. Maybe three. Maybe that was three. I tell you what, I'm going to carry on, but here's Ed Sheeran while I do another 997 press-ups. Fourth one. Fourth one's Fringe Takeover with Patrick Monaghan. Well, there you go. That is uh, one of the favourite bands there, Little Mix, who formed after uh, meeting on a Bear Grylls survival uh, escapade. They'd been away, and I think there was about 20 of them on the island, a lot of them. Uh, murdered each other and these were the last four surviving members and have done well to form a band now my next guest is probably one of the biggest guests we're going to get to see here at the festival a very very funny comedian a, a lovely bloke is here in the show it's Ed Byrne ladies. am I you really are you, you feel that this is as good as you're going to get this it is, is uh, Ed this is brilliant I feel like you're not you're not thinking big enough come you're on you're not aiming high Ed, enough Matt. you are too modest <laughs> this is uh, it's so funny because we've had loads of, we're having great guests on this show but I've had, like, you know, you get the press releases. This is so funny. You never, we don't mm-hmm. see this as comics. You never do it. You see your press release. But they've, um, Mark, my lovely producer, has been printing off the press releases and the printer ran out of ink with all these stars. You've got about 300 stars here, Ed. <laughs> How many? I've been doing it a long yeah, time. I I've, could, I've, I've got to amass a certain squadron of yes. stars over the years well how many years yeah. how many years is it now I, do you know what I keep getting asked that every yeah. year and I should be able to just reel that off yeah and I'm I think it's 14 wow and, and you don't do it every year you sort of take a year I do it every off. other year nowadays that's well, it yeah so I've why I've, is that then is it because you just like to is it because you like to have a break or just for the material I'll be honest with you nowadays you can generally wring a lot more value out of your show <laughs> if you take it on tour and I I feel yes. like uh, I, the, the writing of the show is the hard part Yeah. and once you've written it going around and telling it yeah. to everybody doing it for people is 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 the reward it's the yeah, yeah. So and nowadays because you're uh, you don't have that rush to get a DVD into yeah. the shops in time for Christmas or any of that anymore because yeah, yeah. nobody buys DVDs anymore yeah uh, it's all you can online. just keep using it you yeah, just but- keep doing your show so I I just I'll you know I'll, I'll travel the UK for yeah. about a year the yeah. best part of a year and then take it 
for and the reveal. Take it to Ireland, then, take it to New Zealand, take it to yeah. Norway, Iceland, you know. Yeah, but do you not, uh, online though as well, do you not, you have social media, you have like loads of clips on the YouTube, you're not, are you just trying to avoid all of that then? Uh, I, 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 yeah, I think people can just watch the old stuff there. I'm not, uh, I mean, eventually, eventually when I finish doing this show and start yeah. writing the next one, I'll dump it somewhere, it'll, I'll sell it to somebody. Or yeah, well, them. do you know what, it's interesting you talk about, it's hard writing a show, but it's, I, and obviously, I've seen you loads of times. People, loads of people have seen you, and it, it, you make it look effortless, which is a great skill to have. Isn't it? It's like a conversational skill. I don't know whether it's it's because of the your background, so that it's like a natural thing. But I, I find the hardest thing that you find the material hard. The hardest I find is titles. Really? Do you not, yeah. yeah. Do you not get sick of that when they go, "What's your title?" You like, offer, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, that that happens earlier every year. Yeah. You have to think of the title and uh, sixty words about your show <laughs> yeah. that you haven't even written. Exactly. That's, yeah. Because it's now. It used to be. Yeah. I, I'm sure. Uh, it used to be that you needed to have like a title and, and, and a yeah. picture and stuff like that by about May, end yeah, of April, exactly. start of May. Yeah. And now it's like February. Uh, yeah. like, my agent contacted me in <laughs> September one year. Like literally the Fringe Festival had just ended yeah. and she was going, so uh, do you know what the name of the next yeah. show is going to be? I've not even unpacked no. my bags. I've, I've yeah. not even got home, love. I'm like that. I'll take my stuff. And then, so how do you come up with titles? So this, this new show, this show. This show's called If I'm Honest. Right. Good. And uh, I was using that phrase quite a lot in my last show. I just yes. found myself saying it quite a lot. Good. as a punctuation. Instead of like, you know, or to tell you the truth, I found myself saying, if I'm honest. And so that was just, uh, I could, you know, I could see that being the name of the show. Just yeah. as like, I nearly end, called it, here's the thing. Or uh, <laughs> my, my point is, Do you know or something what? like these that. These are really, I'm writing these titles down. Yeah. These are brilliant. Here's the thing. Here's yeah. the thing. Well, here's and, the thing is also the name of a very successful podcast by Alec Baldwin. So I think oh, it's kind of been taken. yeah, you can't. Well, but I don't think he's ever done stand-up. So you could do it as a stand-up no. show. But, yeah, but the reason I called it, if I'm honest, though, as well, it was uh, mm. I decided I was going to talk about the fact, I'm taking an honest look at myself. And thinking about what I want to pass on to my children. What about me is worth passing on to the kids? Do you know what? Hold that thought because I'm going to come back and chat more about this because this is interesting. As a comic, I always think, wow, how honest can you really be on stage? Mm -hmm. I'm going to be grilling Ed about this and he's going to be honest, hopefully. Fourth One's Fringe Takeover with Patrick Monaghan. Fourth One. So it's still me, Patrick Monaghan, here at Fourth One Fringe Takeover. We're still here all afternoon. Thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Keep the text, tweets, everything coming in. Uh, and we're still here with the fantastic Mr. Ed Byrne. Now, we are talking about being honest. Now, mm -hmm. I, I'm going to be honest with you. It's taken me years as a stand-up, like this year, I'd say, or the last couple of years, to to even be more honest on stage and talk about real life things. Mm. But this is something you've done this easily over the last decade. I, well, I've always preferred, I've always tried to uh, talk about whatever's going on in my life, I yeah, suppose. Yeah. I've always found it odd. I don't know if you've ever felt like you're, you're at a comedy club and yeah. there's a dude on stage talking about how he just broke up with his girlfriend right. and you're sitting in the dressing room with his wife. <laughs> and you're like, that's nuts. <laughs> True, and I always yeah, uh, that. Yeah. So I always like if I'm if I'm yeah, single yeah, yeah. or if I'm going out with somebody or if I yeah. just broke, broke up or I'm married yeah. or I've got kids, exactly. whatever it is that's going on. Be, yes. That's what I I like to talk about. Yeah. And and if I tell an out and out lie to an audience, I do feel a bit guilty. Yes. I used to open with this joke. In fact, on the last tour, God. I did a thing, and it was it it was true the first time I said it. Yeah, uh, which was uh, I remember I was in New Zealand. Mm -hmm. And uh, I did a, an, an interview on the radio and it was a pre-recorded interview yeah. that went out three or four days later. Oh. But we were pretending it was live. Right. We were pretending it was going. Yeah. So it was Wednesday and we were yeah. pretending it was Sunday morning. Yeah. Right. And they said to me, 
So where were you last night? Oh. Meaning where were you Saturday night? I've had a gig that hasn't yet happened. Ah, and right. I go, oh, I was in Dunedin. <laughs> and they go, I, I think I kind of as a joke because it was pre-recorded, they went, yeah, yeah. oh, and how did it go? I went, you know what, it went very well. <laughs> sort of thing. And, but then when I got to Dunedin, on that Saturday, I told them that story. I said, really? you know, that I've told, so, like, say, and they asked me how it went, and I told them it went really well, so don't make a liar <laughs> yeah. out of me. That's and it made a, a great atmosphere in the, yes. in, the, in the show. So I just started saying that at yeah. every gig I did. I started pretending brilliant. that I had done that, that I'd done a pre-recorded but, interview where I'd, I'd already yeah. predestined the show to be great. And but it just was, yeah. it created a great atmosphere, a great start to the show. But it was, yeah. a, I felt bad because it was a lie. Yeah, every but, time it was a lie. No, but you're, you're sounding like you've just told an example about yeah. some guy pretending he's <laughs> single and his wife said, that's yeah. not the same. I mean, that is, I can understand that. Whereas what you've done there is crafted a great opening. It's that well, particularly if you if you're playing a sort of a, you know, a loser type character on stage, if yeah. you if you're if you are the butt of your own joke, yeah, then yeah, yeah. it helps to paint yourself as a exactly. You're as under, a, yeah, you're playing it down as an incel. Yeah, <laughs> but how how personal? I mean, you've I know this show's all about your family, so but re, how deep do you get? Um, no, I talk about things. I talk about my own self hatred. I talk about yeah. how much I yell at myself. <laughs> I talk about my general mental health. I, how I've always had this thing called intrusive thoughts, where you have a desire to do the worst thing possible what? that goes right back to when I was I, I tell a story about being on, on on an altar at the age of nine as an altar boy oh, wow. and just standing there and just looking at the priest and going you could just rugby tackle him you could just rugby tackle him and just having to stop myself and just always have it and the fact that it would have brought just total disgrace on my entire family yeah, yeah, yeah. it would have been the worst thing I could possibly do would be to rugby tackle the priest because rugby is a Protestant sport yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant and this is just a voice in your head this isn't yeah. it's not, it's, you've I, I don't I don't feel, well I still get but you know you, you're you, not going to try you, you, if, you, you, if, you, if you lean out of a window or stand yeah, on a cliff edge exactly. and you just get oh, that oh, I I could, yeah. that urge I wonder what that would be like if I just, yeah yes, exactly yeah. so I just have that all, you know, oh, so okay. I just talk about these sorts of things yeah. and I talk about as I say what about yeah. me I, is worth passing on to the kids listen if you're listening to this at home live and you are near a window please remember what Ed said these are just voices in your head do not jump do not out that window do yes listen. do not listen to them we'll be back after this with a bit more Ed Byrne Fourth One's Fringe Takeover with Patrick Monaghan. Fourth One. So we're still here this afternoon. I'm with uh, the fantastic, amazing comedian, Mr. Ed Byrne. Now, Ed, Edinburgh mm-hmm. is is a month long. You've been doing it for years. Yeah. Uh, and it's one of them things that people, I always, I, I love it when the audiences come and they appreciate the show, but I don't think they appreciate this sweat that mm-hmm. goes into this. Mm-hmm. And I've seen you many a time where you've, You've gone walking off around the town. I mean, even today you've turned up with shorts. walking shorts. Yeah, <laughs> and are they walking boots? Um, well, they yeah. are. They're a walking shoe. They are yeah. a walking shoe a brand. Uh, yes. Lower. Yeah. There are other brands available, even though you're not mentioning it. But they, <laughs> they are good. So go on. What's when did this fascination start? Then this this walking because you're quite athletic. Aren't oh, you? you know what? I I. Uh... I don't. I think I. I remember what, there was a show that used to be on Scottish television years ago called the Monroe Show that Muriel right. Gray used to present, which is all about the Scottish Monroes, the, the right. mountains. Yeah. And uh, it just stuck in my head. And then I was actually I was driving through the Peak District in England actually, but it was yeah. a frosty day around New Year's time. Yeah. And I just got this. I thought. I turned yeah. to me then girlfriend now wife. We we should go backpacking. and we need to get out and go camp and go hill walking. And what was she, and like? Are you she was like? Yeah, we'll do it. And oh, then wow. we did. We did like about that summer. We went up into the uh, Balakulish. It was we right. went into the into the Scottish Island near Glencoe. Yeah. And 
and, and just did it. And what is it though? Is it that, is it because you're constantly performing to be, you, you're constantly with people no, as a job, and it's nice to get. I away get from asked that? why I go hill walking, and again, I just have not thought of a of a, of a good answer yeah. to why I do it. There really is no. No real reason, yeah. but I just I particularly love doing it in Scotland. Yeah, and because I, I, I talked about this in the show last time around is that uh, yeah. the Munros are the Scottish mountains above three thousand feet. There's two hundred eighty two of them, and the whole thing is just a trick Scotland's playing on people like me because three thousand <laughs> feet is also the height at which Scottish cloud just sits. So it's a great it's a great way to walk all day and see nothing. Oh my god, are you literally just walking through clouds? Just what a, you spend a lot of time walking just, through clouds. Just yeah. looking at you might as well just stay there. And you stand know what? The inside of a cloud isn't a bad place to be. <laughs> okay, well, stick around. We're gonna we're gonna have a bit more walking and cliff walking with Edburn after this. Fourth one's fringe takeover with Patrick Monaghan. Fourth one. I'm still Patrick Monaghan, and you're still listening to some of the greatest hits around the world here on Fourth One, and some of the loveliest chat and greatest chit chat on the fringe takeover this Sunday. And I'm here with Ed Byrne, who has been walking around the studio. Lovely getting, chat. Yes, a lovely chat. Ed. Oh, I've got to keep the steps up. And got, the steps. I've, I've got. I've got. I've got to walk around. I've got to watch to keep. Yeah. Oh, you haven't got. A, you haven't got. I have. Things, I've got you? a Garmin one. Yeah. Oh and my it's, god. Um, You've been slagging off people. Going during to the, the fringe, during the fringe, it's it's. I hit my step count every really? day, man. Every day. What, yeah. What are you, yeah. Are you literally and my stairs count. You know. Just getting to the venue and home again. That's that's twenty <laughs> fights. So when can we see your show? Yeah, my show is on at nine o'clock yes. every night at the music hall in the assembly. What I'm referring to is the old assembly room, so yes. the one on George Street, yeah. not George Square, right? Which so, I'm sure is going to cause plenty of confusion yeah, to people. That's it. So it's the old yeah. one, which is right over by Princess Street. Side, Indeed, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Is it still got yeah. the? Um... It's where I played it back in 1999. Wow. Yeah, that's when nothing. Was... Nothing like making you feel like your career hasn't moved on. <laughs> They're playing the same venue you did 20 years ago. <laughs> Do you remember that old? What's that? That old joke that uses the classic one. Hey, I you only play this venue. You only play this venue twice, twice in your career. career. Once on the way up, once yeah. on the way down. It's good to be back. Yeah. yeah, that's it, Mr. Edburn. Thank you very much for coming in. Always great to see. you. Thank you. Fourth one. Fourth one's fringe takeover with Patrick Monaghan. I'm still Patrick Monaghan, and I'm still here live with you on fourth one fringe takeover this Sunday afternoon. We're in the final hour. We've got a fantastic Delisso Chaponda coming up as my final guest for this final hour but listen I'm going to carry on with these extreme activities I'm going to now for my final extreme activity for the day I'm going to catch some arrows being fired across the studio with my teeth okay producer Mark fire one at me (laughs) yeah that was too easy come on Mark give me another one okay that was yeah that's getting better but come on Mark really fast come on Okay, that's Mr. Teeth. That's. I'm gonna have to go and just get a bit of lip filler in here. Okay, listen, we've got Taylor Swift, and I'll be back with Deliso and and just sort this arrow out. It's up the side of my head now. Fourth one. Fourth one's fringe takeover with Patrick Monaghan. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for still listening. It is still me, Patrick Monaghan, here at fourth one with the fringe takeover. We are now in my final hour. Thank you very much for staying with us. Thanks for all the tweets, social media, Instagram, Patrick J. Monaghan, fourth one and everything. And ladies and gentlemen, what better way to finish off to close my final hour with a very, very funny man and a very, very good friend of mine. You'll have seen him everywhere, live, stage, screen and everywhere. It's Deliso. Deliso in the building. Deliso. How 
you doing? How are you doing? Good to see fabulous, you. Again, fabulous, fabulous. Look at Delisa. I love, I love you, Delisa. The way it's like, it's like a boom of like you. You bring your own sound system. I'm How just do you happy. Do that? I'm loving life. I. I'm yes. still enjoying the fringe. Exactly. It's only been a few days. I'm having a blast. I know. Here we are, Sunday. I think it's day five, whatever they call it, day four on the fringe. And this is the important thing. People don't realise this, that it is. I know it's a cliche, but it's a marathon, but it is. This is the thing. People don't realise they turn up and they see you do an hour and they go, Delisa, Patrick, oh, they've just done an hour and they, they look so tired. And they don't realise that hour has taken 12 months of sweat and blood and tears. It's taken every night getting ready at the festival. I mean, do you have a special routine survival guide to keep going? All I do is actually, before every show, I I have all my jokes on cards yep. and I flip through them like yep. uh, like I'm some kind of um, casino card shark yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And I just go through it and I always have too much. Yep. I think that's how Good. I keep going. So I'll always have 90 minutes of jokes and I'm doing an hour and that yep. way I rotate it a bit. I don't get stale. How often will you rotate it? So you might do a couple of days of the same 60 and then... No, not the even that. I know the beginning, I know the end. Yeah. And then I rotate the middle based wow. on the crowd and what I feel. Yeah, yeah. How do you how do you judge the crowd then? So what, if you think, if it's a Tuesday night, they've, they've only had a, a cup of tea and maybe one... Oh glass. no, it's much more uh, thought out than that. So my first three jokes... One of them is a little bit political, yep. which mentioned Brexit. One of them is a little bit sexual. Yep. And one of them is a little bit religious, right? Oh, wow. And yeah. then based on what gets the biggest laugh, I lean into that. <laughs> Delisa, this is amazing. <laughs> I've been coming here to the festival for years and years, and I've never had an algorithm or a technique like that before. I am literally a computer programmer yes. who got into comedy yeah. and still uses those strategies. This is brilliant. Why don't you sell this? You could be well. You can't sell it because I've stolen it. I'm doing this idea. <laughs> I'm literally rotating it now. I think it's quite funny though because you do a political joke, you do one about sex, and you do one about religion, which is so funny because you're always one of the cleanest but funniest comedians I've seen. So we're going to get into some of this after we in a shall bit. Indeed. Fourth One's Fringe Takeover with Patrick Monaghan. Fourth One. Well, that was Bruno Mars. He's done really well. People said he's a one-hit wonder, but he's not. He managed to make two songs. So, Bruno, keep going. Uh, Delisa, do you like Bruno? I do. I love Yeah. Him. How long did you... Because I know the background, but tell us from the beginning. So, what, you grew up in Malawi? Mal- no, no. I'm Malawian. Malawian, But yeah. we were uh, exiles. Right. Refugees. Yeah. Right. So, we grew up all over the place. Yeah. So, I grew up in Somalia, Kenya, right. Zambia, bouncing around from country to country. Where's your parents originally from? Malawi. So, both of them were Malawi, and they had to leave. They had to it? leave, because right. we had a dictator. Yeah. Uh, right. right. I, I'm sure, Iran, you can understand. It's, do you know what? <laughs> do you know what? It's, I mean, I'm, I'm not a scientist, but I've worked out the correlation between every country that's in trouble has always got someone in charge who thinks they know better than everyone else. Than everybody else. And so essentially, um, we jumped ship because uh, it was uh, politically... Unstable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and my dad worked in Zambia first, and then yeah. he bounced around, and then he and actually ended up working for refugees. So he ended wow. up working for UNHCR. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know he related because he had been a refugee, yeah, and yeah. then we were bouncing around for different reasons. So your dad, what was his? He's very educated. What was his background? He was like doing in. So um... he he got a scholarship. Wow. To Yale. Yeah, uh, yeah. In America, and that when he became a lawyer, and wow. that's how he ended up uh, working for the UN. Wow. And did, did that put a lot of pressure on you, though, though? Because your dad... There he is set the so bar. much... Oh, it's yes. not just my dad. So my mum... Oh, no, she... Went from hiding. a village scholarship right. doctor. No. My dad, village scholarship... Yeah. 
lawyer. I have no excuse for being yeah. a failure. Zero excuse. I, the last few years since I started being successful, yeah, yeah. suddenly oh, they've yeah. deleted all the years when they didn't yeah. support me. And they're like, we always said he was I, funny. See, Delisa, this is, it's inspirational just sitting here. Listen, and you've got to watch Delisa's show. Join us in a second and I'm going to get all the details to see Delisa. Fourth one. Fourth one's Fringe Takeover with Patrick Monaghan. Well, I don't know about you guys at home, but thank you very much for listening. But this has flown by. I've been Patrick Monaghan, the Fringe Takeover Show. Thank you very much for spending this afternoon with me from 12 till 4 with all my great guests and my producer, Mark. But my final guest is still here. A lovely guy, a very funny guy and a good friend of mine. Uh, Deliso. So, Deliso Chaponda. Deliso Chaponda. Tell us, when can we see you? Because you and so, me, same building. Same building. I am in the Gilded Balloon. Yes, Gilded. I'm doing a show called Blah Blah Blacklist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is about all the blacklisted That's celebrities brilliant. who've got in trouble for yeah. tweeting stupid things. What time are you on? Because you're Mine's quite at 6.30. 6.30. Blah, blah, blacklist. And um, wine yeah. bar in the Gilded Balloon. Wine bar in the Gilded Balloon. And I'm in the, uh, I'm in the nightclub at 8 o'clock, so I'm going to come see you. and then uh, Yeah, then people listening, mine, so. make it a double feature. Exactly. Okay? See a touch of Africa followed by a touch of Iran. Yes, what a nice... And you can tick it all off and you go, well, this has been very continental. <laughs> We've been all around the world. Uh, listen, it's been an absolute pleasure, Delisa. This guy, if you've never seen him, you've got to see him. You've probably seen him on your TV. Blah, blah, blacklist! Blah, blah, blacklist! You've got to go see it because he lights up a room. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Gilded Balloon, 6.30pm, Wine Bar. Delisa, it is always a pleasure. I'm going to catch up with you again. And probably. Pat at 8. Thank you very much, Delisa. Lovely. See you soon. Fourth One. Fourth One's Fringe Takeover with Patrick Monaghan. Listen. I have to tell you this, a massive thank you to all of you listening at home, but also a massive thanks to each and every one of my guests from Jess, Stephen, Ed and Delisio, and not forgetting my fantastic producer, Mark Thompson. Listen, if you want to hear more from me, my show is every night at the Gilded Balloon at 8 o'clock in the nightclub room. It's called Started From The Bottom, Now I'm Here, so I'll hopefully see you one night. Fourth One's Fringe Takeover. With Patrick Monaghan. The biggest hits. The biggest throwbacks. Fourth One.